This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. There's a word called a mantle. And every person has a mantle. I carry a mantle and you carry a mantle. The mantle... It's, it's like a piece of clothing when you put on a, 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 a armor or you put on a, a cloak. Uh, <clears throat> it's a covering. Now, um, a spiritual mantle is a spiritual covering that each one of us should have. And the more you pray, the more you fast, the more your mantle becomes stronger. I'd like to use 1 Kings chapter number 17, I think it is. 1 Kings chapter number 7, uh, no, 2 Kings chapter number 6, sorry, verse 16, where Elijah is going into battle and he's, and he's, and he's surrounded by the Syrians. And his, his servant says to him, Master, these people are going to kill us. They are going to, they're going to take us out. And Elisha says to his servant, or says to God, open his eyes so that he will see that those that are with us are far greater than those that are with them. He's talking about the physical and the spiritual, which shows that Elisha says that I have a spiritual backing. I have an angelic host that is supporting me. Though they may be greater in number physically, but we are greater in number spiritually. He's trying to show that there is a corresponding celestial, the angelic host, for the terrestrial, for those that are on the earth. I want you to know that as I stand here today, that I am backed by an angelic host. I'm not standing alone. I have a spiritual host that surrounds me. That's why sometimes I will speak boldly up here and come down and appear timid down there. Appear timid down there. But I remain confident that those that are with me, that I have a a mantle. You have a mantle. And when you go through fasting, you are going to strengthen your spiritual mantle. That's why when you come out of the fasting and when you start to pray and understand that you have an audience with God, that you have a spiritual backing, that when you move, you don't move alone, but you move with a spiritual backing, it's called you have a spiritual mantle. I spoke last week about an altar. And when you, when you start to fast, you start to, to, to strengthen that mantle. I write here, and it will be good if you're taking down uh, notes. A system of angels. Your mantle is a system of angels that move with you. And that you have command over. It's a good place to shout amen. Then we find I was going through... In 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 and 13, I'm going to use a lot lot of scripture so that you you know that we're talking Bible and that that word is going to come into you. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shin and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord 
has helped us. I want to tell you about this prophet Samuel. From the time the Jews left Egypt, always moving through towards the promised land, the biggest, their greatest enemy was the Philistines. The Philistines were big in size, big in number, and big in strength. And the, 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 the Israelites were all, these were the greatest opponents. When Samuel realized that they were going to come up against the Philistines, he built an altar. He took a stone. He put it on the ground. And he talked to God. And he asked God to fight the battle for them. When the Philistines came up against them, God caused a sound in the ears of the Philistines. They became so terrified of the Israelites that they fled. For the first time, you see, the, the, the thing that they were facing that was the greatest enemy started to withdraw. When Samuel put his knees on the ground, built an altar to God, and he committed the Philistines, the Bible says that as long as Samuel remained the prophet, the Philistines never came after him. Never came after him. Then Samuel goes and Saul comes in. The moment Saul comes in, the Philistines rise up. That's where you get the story of David and Goliath. Even Saul was afraid God had to raise a David to fight the Goliath. You say, Pastor, what are you telling us? I'm saying in this fast, the thing that has been shouting you down, the thing that has been threatening you for years. I want you to build an altar against that. If you pray against nothing else but against the Philistine army that's, that you are facing. Now, it, it not necessarily means an army, but it could be something that you're facing that you've never had victory over. Every time you want to rise up, this thing stamps you down. This week is the week you're going to have victory. Shout amen if you believe in that. Fasting is a discipline that strengthens your personal altars. They brought some, a, a boy that was epileptic to Jesus' disciples, and Jesus' disciples could not cast him out, cast that demon out. And uh, so Jesus comes down the mountain and he casts them out. The disciples asked Jesus privately why they couldn't do it publicly. And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here and go to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. Will you say that with me this morning? Nothing will be impossible for me. Let's say it again in this week as you go through. I'm not sure what, you, what mountain you're facing. Some of you are dealing with addictions. Some of you are dealing with drug addictions, alcohol addiction, pornography, gambling. Those could be your mountains. But in this week, as you go through your fast, you may not be fasting for the Philistine against the Philistine army. But yours will be a fast to deal with your personal addiction. And I tell you what, 
Some, young, some of our young people and older people, they have a challenge with addictions and they need help. It's, it's a problem. It's a mountain. We must be able to say to this mountain, be thou removed. But Jesus says to them, however, this kind of mountain doesn't go out except through fasting and prayer. Through fasting and prayer. And so this morning, we are going to determine in our spirit that we are going to fast. And we're going to pray and move the mountains of addiction. Are you with me this morning? Now there are the diff different people that have fasted in the Bible. I'm going to take you through at least four or five people. Many of you know that Daniel fasted. Many of you know that Esther fasted. And we'll talk about that just now. But I want to tell you that Ezra, Ezra was a priest and Ezra fasted. Why did Ezra fast? Well, in Ezra chapter 8 verse 21 to 23, uh, it says, Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Hava, that we might humble ourselves before our God, yes it is, to seek Him or seek from Him the right way for us. And for our little ones, and for all of our possessions. What was he seeking him for? For direction. Fasting to derive direction or solutions, divine solutions from God. I like the remaining part of the story. It says, we told the king that our God is with us. And we will never need direction from our king. How many of you in your workplaces always boast about the goodness of your God? And then you come to a problem and then the people will want to say, where is your God? Ezra was at that specific point. He was telling everybody, even to the king, about his goodness of God, but he was not seeing the solutions. Let's read it. He says, I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road because we had spoken to the king saying, the hand of our God is upon all those for God, for all those for good who seek him. But his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and entreated our God for this. And God answered our prayer. I am telling you that you will not be ashamed of who your God is. You are going to bend your knee. And you are going to bow your head. And you are going to entreat your God concerning your situation. God will not put you to shame for you publicly declaring that he is your God. Psalm chapter 37 verse 5 says, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. I want you to be to increase in faith this morning and know that you are going to commit your ways to God and you're going to trust in him and he's going to bring a thing 
that you trust in God for in, in to pass. Are you with me this morning? Elijah also fasted. In 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 2, there's a wicked queen. And she was controlling her husband, King Ahab. And Elijah, through prayer, defeats all of her, her prophets. And she's so upset, she says, I will kill you by this time tomorrow. May the gods do to you what you did to the prophets. And Elijah, the man of power, goes into depression. I'm not sure this morning who's going through mental problems. And that's a big challenge right now inside of COVID. Mental, panic attacks, anxiety, fear, fear of death. Elijah was going through the fear of death. And you know what Elijah did? Elijah declared his own fast. Fasting to break crippling fears and other mental problems. By the time we come to Friday, I'm going to lay hands on your head. And we're going to break demonic strongholds. You'll see it break. We're going to commit it to the Lord. Anxiety, depression, fear, terror of the night. If you know of people that are going through that, invite them with you. This is not going to be the year of the Titanic, where half of you that are saved neglect the other half that are drowning. We have space for more. I want you not to be selfish. Through fasting, God is going to show us how to overcome negative and emotional and personal fears. It's getting quiet in the so quiet as I feel like I'm in a Baptist church this morning. There's a widow that also fasted when Elijah goes to her. He finds her wanting to make a last meal and no more. When you fast, uh, Elijah said, make, make me the meal and uh, forsake yourself from having a meal. When we sacrifice our own physical needs, God enables us to focus on and to provide for the needs of others. This week, when you go in through your fasting, take the food that you should have eaten and give it to somebody that's in need. Find some needy family. Do some, something that's good this week. Uh, that, that, that budget that you had for your food bill, you won't be eating breakfast, lunch, and supper. Why don't you take that meal or that that allocation and bless somebody, as the country says, have the spirit of Ubuntu in it. <clears throat> There's another person that also fasted, and this is Daniel. He chose to eat vegetables first for 10 days and then 21 days. And after him eating the vegetables, his health, his health grew better. Maybe you will have a Daniel fast where you, you trust in God for your physical well-being. But inside of a Daniel fast, also Daniel trusted God for wisdom. Wisdom. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17, As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. 
And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. All those people that are going to be studying this year, enrolling through schools and universities, you should have inside of you the vision of Daniel. I'm not just saying that you should do a Daniel fast. Inside of your fast, Ezra asked for direction. Daniel asked for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And so your fast is going to, you can use the pattern of these people's fasting. Not necessarily their fast, but the pattern of what they fasted for. Are you with me this morning? Esther. Esther had in her life a man called, or there was a, a man called Aman. He was is the representation of the of the devil. And every time the Jews wanted to do something, Aman wanted to have them killed. He decided that by throwing the dice, they determined a day when they will kill all the Jews. And through Esther fasting, she said, You go and pray, and I and my maids will pray, and then we'll seek the king. And inside of that fast, God turned the decision, a demonic decision of a man killing the Jews. And the same date was used to kill a man. He that digs a hole for you in your fasting, he himself will fall into that hole. I tell you why the fast is going to be very important. It's going to expose demonic plots against you, your family, your business. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to shape this year to in this week. This is going to be the first fruit of your blessing. This is going to be the first fruit. As you fast, this is going to be your first. That's going to determine the rest. Here's the thing, sometimes you don't know the plan of Amman. Sometimes you don't know even who the Amman in your life is. But as you fast and you pray, you start to expose it. Somebody say expose it. I was preaching in London uh, sometime once, and that church, I think the pastor told them to, to, to. So every time you speak a truth, they say expose it. You need demonic things exposed in the spiritual realm. Your fast is going to bring, like in the midnight hour, cockroaches out. Have you ever walked into your, into your kitchen or something, and you, and you, and you think you've you got a pretty clean kitchen? I want to tell you, when you see one, it's not the only one that's there. There's quite a few out there, and fumigation is necessary. This is the week of fumigation. Oh, don't think that you're going to get over uh, without doing some, some cleaning. It may not be spring. We're in the middle of summer. But what you do with the first determines the rest. And that's why January, it's not that we do it ritualistically or religiously. People say, oh, so, so this is just 
how your religion goes, you declare a fast. You need to understand that this is the first. And what you do with the first commands the rest. So the Esther fast, she fasted for protection and deliverance from Satan. Have you ever felt the protection in July? You nearly died in July. But you know where the protection started? At your prayer bowl, at your anointing, at your fast. And so I'm encouraging you today. I know some of you are still in holidays and, and it's too much to give up. It's not too much to give up. It's your edge. Somebody say, it's my edge. You are, through fasting, going to build an edge around you. I found the scripture, it, I, I thought it was so amazing. Luke chapter 1, verses 8 to 12. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. The whole multitude was praying outside. When you speak about the whole multitude, it means the entire embassy family. They were praying outside at the hour of incense. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. The angel of the Lord came where? At the altar of incense. At the hour of incense. Which means the prayer meeting. And the prayer meeting had commanded a celestial to come and service the terrestrial. The Muslims know about the hour of incense. The Muslims know how to sound the azan. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. I want to tell you today that when you start to pray, to pray expect angelic movement. You are going to command the atmosphere. If you hear, don't hear anything, listen to me in this fast. You are going to command the spiritual atmosphere. You are going to shape your 2022, the whole of your year, in this week of fasting. Now listen to me. All through the Bible, whenever I see a fast, I don't see a fast from television. I don't see a fast from SMS. I don't see a fast from, from media devices and, uh, and all of those things. I'm trying to tell you that a fast is the abstinence of food. It means 
to disengage your physical and to engage your spiritual. If you got a medical problem, then you need to, to be careful about it. I'm not going to push you into it. But I have a medical report which also says by, a doc, by doctors, they say fasting is good for your health. Doctors recommended it. Let me help you. What is a fast? A fast is an abstinence from food. If you miss one meal, it's not really a fast. Some of you miss it. When you are too busy, when you're working, you, you miss a meal. When you miss a meal like that, you, you miss it for mammon. If there's, they said, if there's no pain, there's no gain. So we're going to miss meals. Some of you say, well, I'm going to have vegetables. My mother-in-law eats vegetables for the entire year. I'm not sure whether she's fasting for the entire year or whether we can, but this is not our spiritual partasi. We're going to fast. If you bought into my first nine slides, then we're going to fast. For those of you that make up your mind that you're going to fast, then we're going to Fast. How long are we going to take it? We're going to take it for as long as we can go. We'll take it for one night. We'll take it for two nights. We'll take it for three. We'll take it for four. We'll take it for five. I feel like singing, doing a rap song. We'll take it for... We'll take it for as long as we go until Sunday. But obviously, if you are... Don't die on my account... If you feel that you, you can't make it, you know, you determine the, the intensity of it. It's between you and God. You decide, God, I heard your word. I'm going to plug into this thing and I'm going to pray. If you notice what I was saying in December, talking about spiritual maturity and all of that, we come into a place where each to his own. In the spiritual world, it's going to be each to his own. Pretty soon, you won't have a pastor to lead you. You've got to have your own methodology in the spiritual dimension. Each to his own. And that's the church we build in. Where you come to the, you come to the altar and you and during this these next days we'll we'll have the church open just just make arrangements come if you want to come and and spend time on on Tuesday on Wednesday we'll we'll have the church open come and sit here man it's peaceful here you you connect to god <laughs>